podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today is very much an Axon Bulletin, a short bulletin uh, just to keep the fires burning over the weekend. Uh, plenty to talk about, the biggest possible issues that Celtic are going to face, uh, not being a loss of form uh, or injury but actually the, the Covid international um, issues that have been created over the last few days in re- respect of positive tests and in isolation for anyone who's come into contact with the players who have uh, tested positive and it's a concerning um, trend that we are seeing develop in front of us. Um, I think when you're looking at uh, any positive test, and we've said on here before, obviously our biggest concern is with the players' health and we want them to get back to full fitness. Um, but, you know, one of the examples that's been brought up over the, the last week or so is in Austria in relation to Salzburg, who pulled out all their international players uh, due to the point, due to the to the reason that three players had uh, tested positive. And the reason they were able to do that is that there was a COVID-19 prevention concept in place. Um, and that was in conjunction with the Austrian FA, uh, the Bundesliga, and also the authorities. So something was in place. Um, and when you look at Scottish football, why was nothing in place for Scottish football clubs going into the international break? It seems absolutely absurd that um, the internationals are getting played in the first place. I mean, I've just seen there, obviously, uh, the Republic of Ireland. Their game has just finished at goalless against Wales. Uh, Shane Duffy, who's going to be a massive, uh, massively important player for Celtic, 
um, came through that game unscathed, thankfully. Uh, but you know, they've already had seven players, the Republic of Ireland have already had seven players affected by this. So there was a, a huge concern and a, you know, a genuine concern that um, Shane Duffy would be caught up in that. So you're looking at these situations and, you know, there's a, there's a duty of care to the players as much as anything else. It would appear that international football is a COVID hotbed. It really is. And it's a breeding ground when you, when you consider the amount of tests that a club like Celtic have done that have come back negative as soon as uh, these players are mixing and uh, travelling around and it seems to be spreading like wildfire. Um, so what we need to do, obviously, is uh, we need to just uh, continue to look at the, the statements that are coming out of Celtic Park. It was interesting to note that Celtic released the statement and uh, the one point of that, under FIFA regulations, clubs are obliged to release players for international duty. Um, of course, you know, clubs must acquiesce to international call-ups, but under the circumstances, what could be done? Will a club actually go toe-to-toe with authorities on this? Um, you know, what would the sanctions be? Uh, probably it would result in the players um, being punished by the relevant uh, international authorities and they would miss the game anyway, but it is getting to the ridiculous stage and uh, obviously the, the fixtures seem to be going ahead regardless of the, the duty of care to the, the actual players who are involved. And it's a huge concern for me. Quite a few people have come in and said we shouldn't be discussing COVID on a Celtic podcast, but I, th- I think that's absurd when we are losing players to this uh, illness. And uh, obviously we've got the, the Glasgow Derby coming up um, on Saturday. Uh, early kick-off and we'll be here to cover that game um, because I think it certainly will go ahead. I mean, what what are the, the regulations in relation to uh, a game going ahead? I think the last time I checked, it was uh, obviously uh, just recently uh, due to an outbreak. If you've got 13 fit players and one of them is a goalkeeper, then you play the game. So I don't think we're as ravaged as that, but there is a possibility. I mean, this, this has been... Um, waiting to happen, isn't it? You know, we're all uh, in bubbles and and understand football clubs are in bubbles and they're travelling all over uh, to play these fixtures. It seems completely absurd. And I think that um, when you look at some of the points coming through, uh, it makes absolute uh, sense. RFC 72, obviously not a fan of our football club, but uh, coming on and making a good point. It's all about greed for these international games, worldwide pandemic, and they want players to travel the world. Utter madness. I've got to agree with you. Um, absolutely do agree with you. I don't think the game's going to be cancelled. You know, it will go ahead. Celtic are going to be without um, at least three first team players. Um, the three players uh, quoted at least two of them would have started the game. Beaton may even have started the game. We had a wee joke about Beaton, and I think he, tongue-in-cheek, said that he wasn't answering his phone um, to Neil Lennon because, obviously, he, one minute he's injured for Celtic, then he turns up and plays uh, particularly well for Israel against Scotland. Um, but the flip side of that um, light-hearted nature is the fact that he has contracted this this illness. So it's going to affect him, it's going to affect his uh, fitness, his condition, and it's going to affect the club uh, as we try and move forward. And the other players, of course, Eduard, already in isolation, and uh, Ryan Christie, um, who this week again was linked to a move to, to Nice. Uh, make into that what you will, read into that what you will over in France. Um, 
possibly a, a January approach coming in from from the club. But, um, you know, he's still got plenty of time left in his contract and hopefully he will consider the offer that's on the table. Um, after 107 games, 35 goals, he is one of the most influential players in that Celtic side. We're going to miss him on Saturday. We're all obviously going to miss Eduard. He'd have been a, a starter. And I've had to look at my team. It's my third version of my predicted starting lineup, which I'll share with you on this uh, shortened version of the bulletin. Uh, we don't normally come and do bulletins on the weekend uh, day that Celtic are not playing. But uh, over this weekend, I think it was necessary. Obviously, we'll be looking with interest at the Scotland v Slovakia game tonight. Not particularly uh, for the score, to be honest with you, just to make sure that the Celtic players come through them. Um, they, they come through them without any further uh, instances of COVID being reported. So let's have a wee look through some more of the, the points coming through. Um and Michael Quinn, exactly what uh, I was just saying there, Michael. I guess I need to revise my back three for next week now. These internationals should have been postponed, in my opinion. Well, it's becoming more and more clear as the days go on and the cases continue to grow, Michael, that you're absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, I, I'm having to look at the team as well. Having already dropped uh, Edward and Christie from the starting lineup, and uh, I'm going to have to do the same with Beaton, who was on my bench. So. Um, but we've got uh, Edmund Byrne coming in. We need to crack on with football. Stopping the internationals will lead to stopping league games as soon as there is a cluster. The five sub rule is there to help through COVID. Um, it is. I just feel that you know, with the increase and the spark in um, these cases, you, you've really got to look as well at the the well being. You know, first and foremost, the players and their well being has to be paramount to any decisions that are made. Uh, you know, I'm just astonished, or should I be, that the relevant authorities, um, very much like the, the Austrian authorities, they didn't have something in place. Um, the COVID-19 prevention concept uh, allowed Salzburg to pull out all international players um, as soon as they hit three positive cases. Celtic have hit three, two with the illness, one um, as a result of being in direct contact with someone with the illness. So... But at that stage, and there's nothing there to protect the players and there's nothing there to protect the club. Tony Hutton, it's hard enough getting domestic games going, never mind internationals, cancel them. This is the thing, Tony, I totally agree with you, but you can just see that they're going to dig their heels in uh, and continue to fly international teams all over the, the place uh, playing these games and um, continuing with the, the increase. They then obviously then come back and that then has a potential to spread throughout the domestic game. If, if there's any kind of delay in a domestic game this season for Scottish football, and, and I'm sure for other nations, it's going to be absolutely drastic, isn't it? I mean, um, beyond the awarding of titles, etc., uh, you know, the survival of clubs is already in the balance. And if due to international travel to play some international games, there are multiple outbreaks in the, in the domestic game, then, you know, the the uh, death of clubs will, will be the result of that, which, you know, it's as dramatic as that. Uh, you know, these players coming back, playing games this weekend, spreading it through the Scottish game, and before you know it, we really are facing uh, massive, massive issues with the future of the Scottish game. 
follower Celtic, welcome back. You are regularly getting involved. It's great to, to hear from you. This is a an unusual one for us because it is the day off, but we are broadcasting over this weekend. It's a short bulletin. I won't be here for too much longer, but we'll get through your comments. It's shocking to see the football governing bodies forcing clubs to make players available. Yeah, under normal circumstances, you can understand it. Uh, you know, managers have come up against international bodies time and time again for withdrawn players, etc., uh, with one eye on their own domestic game and that's understandable that's always going to happen but this is different isn't it uh, this is a, a pandemic and it's ridiculous to think that we're even having this discussion and uh, the fact that uh, that uh, we've got players out there uh, playing three games which is bad enough as Kaplan uh, Mark points out internationals should have been suspended bizarre three games in one week absolutely and then you know you're going toe to toe with your uh, biggest challengers this season on Saturday uh, Graham Paul after Edward's positive test Celtic should have pulled all our players on international duty I almost led actually um, Graham with with that as the as the question um, should Celtic do such a thing but you know you're, you're probably putting yourself up for ridicule if you suggest that because there will be sanctions in place and yet you go further back and you ask yourself what could have been done in advance and that would need to have been done I think um, in conjunction with the authorities and uh, obviously we know or we may have a, a view on how competent we think the authorities are within the Scottish game and then uh, beyond the Scottish game obviously with uh, um, the, the, the governing authorities and I know that Celtic are in uh, discussions with um, the, the governing bodies as we speak so you would hope that uh, something could be done but I fear that nothing at this point moment in time can or will be done because the the uh, the actual uh, prevention concept that the Austrians had in place was in place. That's the issue. Uh, Scottish football has nothing in place unless someone can um, tell me otherwise. And that, that is the biggest issue uh, that we have at this moment in time. And uh, we are over there playing games or uh, at Hamden playing games and there's nothing we can do to protect your asset and to protect the health of, of your players so it is really disappointing when when you come up against these issues that Celtic are facing at the moment Graham um, that's a great point you made there and uh, it would have been great when will a club um, do that without that policy being in place as it was with the Austrians it's very unlikely that any club will do it because the sanctions could be so grave um, I don't even think you're setting a precedent because we're never going to be in this situation again of a global a global pandemic and in our lifetimes you wouldn't have thought um, the penalty spot comments that to play international and European football is madness uh, it absolutely seems that way doesn't it Kevin and so uh, Graham goes on to say if it's good enough for Salzburg to do it then it's good enough for Celtic to do the same I think the biggest issue would be Graham is um, Salzburg were playing along to a, a concept or a policy that had already been agreed and Scottish football doesn't have anything in place so if Celtic were to pull their players out you know you, you would probably be looking at a situation where we would be heavily sanctioned for it and that again opens up a massive can of worms in Scottish football when it comes to sanctions and who should and shouldn't be um, sanctioned. 
uh, Stephen Coltark agrees internationals should have been suspended with this COVID-19 situation. It seems absurd that they haven't. You know, it really does. Um, and Joe Porter goes on to comment that having international football in a pandemic is beyond stupidity. It is. And then you, you just ask yourself, Joe, once you're in this situation, how do you get out of it? There's nothing in place to allow Celtic to withdraw um, our, our players, Celtic's own players, without heavy sanctions. And, um, you know, Andrew Folds is McGregor and Elhamid COVID free because they were playing, even Jack. This is the thing, you know, the reason that Ryan Christie. Um, is isolating is due to the fact apparently that he was in close quarters with uh, Stuart Armstrong and, and obviously Kieran Tierney fell foul of that as well if, if they're in a, one of the players' rooms playing a, a computer game as it may have been um, then obviously they're in close contact but when it comes to sport and you know contact sport and, and sweat and all this kind of stuff um it makes you wonder, Andrew, doesn't it? Who else uh, was, in, was in close contact with the player who has been uh, tested as positive? But obviously the players are being tested on a regular basis um, and until they come up with a, a positive themselves. Um, what, what, would, what would be classed as uh, coming into contact? Being on a, a football park? I would have said so, you know, rubbing shoulders with uh, someone, tackling someone, um, breathing over someone, sweating over someone. I would say that's coming into close quarters, Andrew, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when I go through these these comments, it's refreshing that so many people have comments to make because it's one of these subjects we would much rather not be um, talking about and discussing, but it is affecting Celtic's preparations now for this game. Um, Kevin Graham, well, I can make a case for the competitive international games, and that's a big push. The number of international friendlies being played is baffling. Um, and I think, yeah, I think absolutely you would be you would be spot on to suggest that, Kevin. This penalty spot, positive case is seven days and any negative case has to self-isolate for 14. And um, so I think that we have um, a general consensus almost among uh, those being involved in discussing this on a Celtic State of Minds bulletin. But it is something that's concerning me for the upcoming game against uh, Rangers and Pat makes the point that get Duffy back, it's all over the Irish squad. I think they were missing seven players today, Pat, for their 0 0 draw against Wales. And uh, a Celtic target, I say that in inverted commas, he was certainly one of the 19 or 20 players that were um, linked to Celtic during the transfer, uh, the transfer window. Uh, James McLean was sent off today for two bookable offences, the second of which. Um, seemed a lot worse than it actually was, but um, it seemed to be a booking nonetheless, and he had to to walk early for that one. Celtic Rab Junior teams are pulling out of the Western Premier League. I saw that this morning. Um, I did see a couple of um, I seen a couple of teams uh, making statements to that effect. It's uh, only a matter of time before more more teams fall by the wayside. Um, some of these teams, as as you you uh, fully expect, can can probably just you know shut up shop uh, because they're not operating you know day to day as, as, as businesses they can shut up shop and then come back uh, to competitive action if and when it's safe to do so other clubs obviously with overheads and staff uh, to, to a certain degree um, will really um, you know be struggling this season and I think also that's another thing that we may well see uh, the effects of this international 
uh, football over the last week or so. You know, these players coming back to their domestic games and spreading the, the virus like wildfire. Uh, you know, the international stage seems to have been uh, a breeding ground and uh, those players are going to come back to their respective clubs. They're training with the clubs yet. Yeah, I get that they're, they're, um, they're getting loads of testing, but uh, it could well be that. You look at the Republic Island, seven players. You know, imagine Celtic squad was ravaged by seven players. We're already at three at the moment. So that is something that we really need to be concerned about as well. Now, Facebook, unfortunately, I don't know uh, who the user is, but welcome to the show afternoon. My reading of it is this, Eddie and Beaton, Beaton already had it, as it takes a couple of days to show, apparently. If that's the case, then the week ahead could be a, a long one. Keep up the good work, Paul. Yeah, that is a massive concern, isn't it? I mean, uh, obviously, if that was the case, and uh, then it may take a while for further positive tests to to show at Celtic Park. So, very concerned at this moment in time for the big game on Saturday. We do have plans um, to come out live on Friday night with uh, a bulletin and get you involved because... You know, we generally come um, on as the bulletin at 12.30. Today it's been a wee bit later because it's a Sunday and it's a day off and uh, I won't keep as much longer um, than needs be. But we will come out with a, a live bulletin on the Friday night as well as your normal 12.30 and we'll be there for the, the full duration of the game, half an hour before the game, half an hour after the game. Um, Tam Mannion, welcome back to the show, Tam. It is all about the money, as it always is, isn't it, with football? If the internationals weren't played, it would put the Euros at risk again. I'm not condoning it. I'd love to abandon them to protect Celtic. My biggest concern, Tam, doing a wee bit of research, was trying to find out what would the sanctions be if Celtic pulled out uh, players from their respective nations, and um, I'm pretty sure that uh, the international bodies would uh, get involved and there would be heavy sanctions on any club that, that would be so bold as to do that. Um, so they might end up missing the game uh, on Saturday. In any case, it could even be worse than that. And uh, Kevin Graham is not uh, looking at the positive side of this by saying this season is not finishing. And, um, you know, this is a big thing, Kevin. Obviously, we're talking football. We know the... The, the graver side of this is, um, you know, the day-to-day lives of people at risk and business and um, employment and all of these things and industry and economics. We know that everything has been affected and um, everything that is put in place positively at Celtic, you know, the amount of tests that are coming back negative, the way that they have conducted it. Ryan Christie so disappointed when he was uh, put out of the Celtic Rangers game, came out and said he hadn't broken any rules. The club reiterated that. Um, yet, we could be facing that scenario, Kevin, um, that the season may not finish. And uh, obviously, we need to ensure that Celtic are in pole position for any eventuality. Uh, Van, you are joining us via YouTube. Anyone who is watching this bulletin on YouTube then this is um, the norm. A Celtic State of Mind go out on a daily basis. We normally take one day off at the weekend when Celtic are not playing. Um, and we do multiple bulletins, uh, sometimes three, sometimes four during the day. You can watch them on social media channels, Twitter and Facebook, and also on YouTube. So get subscribing. It's all free charge. And you're saying it's a week again, a week again, a week away. There'll be no fans, but I'm buzzing already. Unleash the griff. Well, it's going to be an unusual atmosphere to be playing Rangers with absolutely no fans. 
we've been in a situation where we've had no Celtic fans because the club had banned Celtic fans famously um, from attending a game back in the 1990s at Ibrox. And uh, from Facebook, it's the fact that there's a lot of travel involved, absolute madness to allow non-domestic games to go ahead right now. I know it is madness, isn't it? And it would have only been a temporary measure um, to ensure that, uh, you know, we can continue um, as normal as possible. But this seems absurd and everybody is in agreement with that. And um, Hugh Connolly, welcome back to the show with the Europa League. We could end up with our 11 first team. Um, could end up with most of them having to quarantine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And obviously, coming up very, very soon is the, the game against AC Milan. Um, would have normally been a mouth-watering prospect for fans to be at such a game. Uh, we're going to have to console ourselves with some live action. And a Celtic state of mind will be going through every game um, and we'll be kicking every ball. Um, so Ibrahimovic will be playing in that game, coming back with negative tests. It's... Uh, Famously, one of his favourite stadiums to play in. Uh, he spoke very highly of Celtic Park, having uh, performed there for Ajax in his younger days. And it would have been brilliant to see the big man um, in the flesh and live at Celtic Park, wouldn't it? So, um, still going strong and I'll look forward to watching him on the box and I'll be t- discussing it with all you guys as well, Scott Callanan. Just hope none of our players pick up an injury in the Slovakia game tonight. We'd like to see Clark rest McGregor for the Czech game on Wednesday. And the, the international games are coming in thick and fast, aren't they? And, um, you know, th- there is always the injury worries when players are out on international duty. But we certainly wouldn't want to lose somebody like Callum McGregor um, to add to the uh, the missing list along with Eduard and Christie and Beaton as well. Patrick Murphy, you're commenting on YouTube. This is something that's going to keep coming up throughout this season and possibly beyond. Unless they get a vaccine, COVID is here to stay. And even when they do, it's here to stay, isn't it? I mean, that's one of the things. COVID will be in our vocabulary for the rest of our lives. We will learn to live with it. There will be aspects of our life that will never be the same again as a result of this. Um, so very, very unfortunate set of circumstances um, on so many different levels. We are talking about the football level, of course. There, there are a lot of people out there suffering much graver consequences than um, quarantine. So our thoughts go out to all of those people as well. Uh, Mamansis, 67, loving that avatar. International football, a step too far during a pandemic. Absolutely. How obvious does that sound? But we're having to say it because it is ongoing. You know, we're having to say this. It seems so obvious when you read it out, but it's so true. It was hard enough um, getting domestic football back with all the guidelines and procedures in place, yet we're flying people together and all over the place um, to play international. And for what? It's all about the finances, all about the dollar. Kevin Graham, over the whole game, there will be more and more positive tests this week. Well, there will be. There will be on the international uh, level. And then all those players go back to their respective clubs and their training grounds. And, you know, that's when we're going to see the real impact. We're, we're just, it's a tip of the iceberg, what we're actually seeing uh, during the international break. Um, it's after that that we're going to see the, the true impact of of the, the terrible decision to allow these international games um, to go ahead. 
David trying to write lines for only an excuse um, because that one is right up there with where only excuses these days to be honest with you Davy boy and uh, Tony Hudson if Christy is Lola whole Scotland team should be in isolation well the thing is if uh, you're in isolation Tony um, you know the, the Scotland team have all been in contact at some point with Stuart Armstrong haven't they um, and I know that there's been masks and etc etc so uh, for me, it, it's it's a difficult one with Christie. It's so disappointing that he's going to be missing the game under the circumstances. It's like, you know, tying herself up in red tape when the boy is negative. Yes, I know the risk would be that it's uh, it's uh, under the surface and he could continue to pass it on, and, and I totally understand that as well. And uh, Ryan Bias, or Bias, uh, these internationals are bonkers. Um, totally agree with you, Ryan. Who would have thought players travelling to different countries would get positive results? Exactly. And we'd heard it, hadn't we? We'd heard of the spikes after travelling fans, for example. And I know it's much bigger numbers and I get that. But it's so obvious, isn't it? Travelling fans going to Liverpool and going to Ibrox and there's the spike. We're going to see something very similar, I'm pretty sure. Um, Tam Mannion, Paul, what's your opinion on Alex McRae being awarded an OBE for services uh, to... Scottish football well said if ever there was a case for this system to be abandoned this is it yeah it's an absolute scandalous system isn't it Tam um, how anybody would want to be honoured by the, the British Empire systems um, I, I, you know certainly in my uh, scope and uh, you know in my bubble as it were um, everybody would agree with that but there are certain people who would uh, only too quickly accept his awards. Um, Alan McRae was on a Celtic state of mind. I don't know if you were listening back then, Tam, but uh, I did interview him back in the day. Uh, remember when he said that Celtic winning trebles is boring for Scottish football. Remember that one? Uh, so we, we spoke to him about those comments and he looked delighted when Scott Brown lifted the trophy, didn't he? Didn't he? After the invincible treble. Well, we're still doing it, Alex. We're still winning trebles and uh, we have absolutely no intention of stopping that because you find it boring. Um, yeah, the whole system's, you know, I just need to go back to Professor Phil Scraton who had been included in the, I think it was the New Year's Honours list and he refused the MBE um, Professor Phil Scraton because he didn't want to be part of a British Empire and uh, the reasons for that w- would be because I mean when you're looking at also a discussion I had with John Barnes who is a, a, an MBE um, yeah you know you, you've got a lot of people who on one hand will accept that award why would you accept it is it uh, for the betterment of your own career does it open up avenues in business and uh, is there a commercial aspect of it with uh, those three letters after your name um, you know I, I just think it is it's such an outdated uh, system isn't it uh, Tam as, as is the House of Lords and um, you know that's a different podcast but I'd be happy to, to run with that and get a few bodies on here to talk about it as well yeah but absolutely Tam I think it should be completely abolished um, the, the honours list and everything that it stands for is against uh, all my instincts a few more comments before we, we wrap it up. It's a, a nice short bulletin for you today, half an hour. With COVID contact, there is a 15-minute rule, i.e. contact. So any players on the pitch wouldn't be in consistent contact with the same player over a 15-minute period. Yeah, I get that again. Uh, you know, that, that might be the policy, but uh, as we know, there could well be uh, the passing on of that virus. So 
I'm sure the next few weeks will bring in far more cases uh, that Celtic need to deal with. Celtic seem to be the team that's having to deal with it. Um, but let's have a look at the moment. And I get the impression I'm going to have to read this out every single day. My starting lineup for the Rangers game. Barkas in goals. I'm playing with three centre-halves. Julien, right back into the team. Duffy and Ayer. Julian obviously could have uh, made way for Ilhamid. And that is something that I did think long and hard about. But I'm going to go for Julian because he is a £7 million man and he's big in games against Rangers. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing him, Duffy and Ayer. Down the right, I'm going for Primpong with Laxalt getting his first start and against Rangers down the left to nullify their two full-backs who I think are two of their more, more useful players. In the engine room, Brown and McGregor went Cham in front of them. And up front, I'm going to start Lee Griffiths uh, with El Yunusi playing just off him. That means that my subs are now Bain, Ayeti, Klamala, Eduard, Rogic, Soro, and for Beaton, Elhamid, Turnbull, and Taylor. That's my team. We'll be talking a wee bit more about uh, starting lineups tomorrow once we know who is and isn't available. It's been a short bulletin, but uh, worthwhile to get your engagement. So I must thank each and every one of you for joining me on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. And I'll see you again tomorrow at our normal time of 12.30. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief to build and a really easy thing to destroy and we have to be very respectful about that our partnership with iheart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent as the number one audio company iheart media gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the data you need to grow go to iheartresults.com for more sports social podcast network sports social podcast network Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.